If you feel pain, you're alive. If you feel other people's pain, you're a human being. Leo Tolstoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Healing Your Own Pain. Today's podcast is called Pain is Love. My name's Greg. I'm an expert level MFR therapist and owner of Glen Ellen Myofascial Release, an in-person and online treatment center for pain relief, injury rehabilitation, and physical and emotional healing. We've all heard the phrase, love hurts. Well, that's not just a metaphor or a song title. Some years ago, doctors at Johns Hopkins University recognized a condition they call stress cardiomyopathy, commonly known as broken heart syndrome, an actual physical pain caused by the loss of a loved one. It can range from mild to extreme and can even be fatal. So I'm suggesting to you that pain is love and that every time you refuse to hear its call by taking meds or substances, you are rejecting love again. If only we could see pain for what it really is, a love letter from your body pleading for our embrace. But usually, pain is seen as the repulsive beast that we run from. But in the end, it's only beauty's love that can transform the beast. When she felt his pain, it wasn't he that changed, but she did. When we see pain through the eyes of love, it changes, and it changes us. It's how we see something, how we see anything, that defines what it is for us. Do you ever, did you ever suffer a serious illness or accident or hardship? And if a friend came to see you, what was it that helped? Was it their advice? Was there constantly asking how you are? Was it their pity? Maybe their judgment? Or was it that they were just there? That their just being there was medicine itself? You felt better. It's the same with your body. Just be with me, it pleads. Spend some time with me. Ask me what I want. Pain is your body reminding you not to take it for granted. It's calling you home, and it's saying, hey, remember me? And we have to talk. You've ignored me again for the latest shiny bauble, the newest device you can leave home again. I'm getting the message that you don't like me. So the only way I can get your attention is give you a poke here, a poke there. And when that doesn't work, I turn up the volume and still, you know, listen. So maybe, uh, you know, just one more drink or you eat more or more video games, shop more, take drugs, whatever that is. If I texted you, I would tell you that I can help you if you listen. But then I can't text. And what I would say is you don't need to treat me like your car that you could replace parts of me to get better. You know, it really is simple. I know it's not always easy, but it requires you to unplug from all those things for 20 or 30 minutes and listen inside. And I know as a kid, you were taught not to trust me. 
Get over it. Move on. I I know what's best for you. (laughs) When that going got tough, you were taught to look to your parents for cues. And you learned not to listen to me, not to trust me. And it's not your fault. Everybody does it. Then, when you grew up, you traded your parents in for experts, doctors, therapists, gurus, Google searches. I can help you, though, if you listen. And in my world, listening is feeling. I think some version of this message everybody gets, but few of us listen. In my practice, when I treat minor children, of course, a parent is in the room. And when I ask a question about how they feel or where it hurts, they invariably turn to mom for their cues. And I have to gently remind them that mom can't know how you feel inside. But then on the table, after a few minutes, it's obvious that they're better connected to their bodies than their parents are once they're encouraged to trust themselves. So the letter from our body continues. You have everything you need inside you to heal. If you want to heal, stop misreading your fear. The gold or the treasure, it's always buried here. If it were easy, you wouldn't value it. I'm just reminding you of what you already know. But the power to heal is yours. And you've given it away to so many people, teachers, doctors, Well, a good teacher, a good therapist can help you find your own power. You are your own superhero. There's no Marvel warrior coming to save you. You don't need him. So the truth about health is it isn't about feeling better. It's about getting better at feeling. So you might ask, well, what good is feeling if if I don't feel well and I don't feel good? Yeah, that's a good question. The inescapable answer is, if we don't feel our feelings, we won't get well, and we won't feel good. It's the suppressed emotions that, for the most part, are causing not only our pain, but our illness too. And there are many studies that now confirm this. So, when deciding if I should see my doctor about a pain, I would ask, well, can she fix it or just numb it with drugs? And if her solution is a pain suppressant, she's really admitting that she doesn't have the answer and she can't fix it. But your body can. It's a great teacher. Though your doctor may not have the answer, your body does. Then sensation we call pain is just a messenger to tell you to look here, or rather feel here. So here's the first sign that you're on the right track. If you really don't want to do this, you think it's stupid, this isn't helpful, just be with that thought for a few moments and be honest with yourself and ask, am I really afraid of doing this? Feeling the sensations fully, even turning up the volume if you need to and allowing it to get louder if it needs to. That is the beginning of healing. It stops the denial and the war with pain and it says, okay, I hear you. What is it you want to tell me? And usually, you won't get an answer in words or a mind-blowing aha moment, though sometimes that does happen. But you will notice something, a shift, a small course correction, and you realize, huh, well, that didn't kill me. (laughs) It didn't even hurt that much. 
It's actually not as bad as I made it out to be. And you know what? It feels like there's more room in here. Like I've come home. So to begin, I sometimes ask, what's the feeling that you'd rather not be with right now? Anything but and fill in the blank. Is it fear, anger, shame, sadness, or even joy? What are the parts of a movie or TV show you'd rather fast forward through? Ooh, I don't like that part. (laughs) There's a clue to what's hidden in the closet. And here's the real secret. The more you do this, the more comfortable you are with uncomfortable feelings and the less frightened they feel. So you might ask, well, if it's that simple, why do I need you? And why aren't more people doing this? Also, good question. The chance that you'll come face to face, though, with something you've always avoided, medicated against, and even engaged addictions to numb out to, the less likely that you will attempt it. The task seems daunting. It's too much. I can't do that. It won't work anyway. You know, those are the few excuses I've heard. The dragon at the entrance of the cave looks too big, too scary. Uh, I'll try it another time. Every time we turn away, the work looks harder. The dragon bigger and the cave smaller. Now, I really do need my bat suit. But a skilled therapist can locate those tender places in your body and help hold your attention there. Hold your feet to the fire. And here's what you find. Most of your sensation, or pain as you call it, is your unconscious bracing around the tender spot, meaning your fear of the pain is increasing its intensity. Often, the second thing you experience is a referred sensation somewhere else in the body. It's not uncommon that where you feel the pain isn't the origin. It's the entrance to the cave. The treasure is usually deeper. Your migraines could be an imbalance in the hip or a reaction to decades-old whiplash injuries. Once on my MFR therapist table, when she was working near my neck, I suddenly blurted out, wow, it smells like a hospital in here. And then I flashed on a black mask coming towards my face when I was having a tonsillectomy when I was four years old. It felt like I was suffocating and my neck strained to get air. I started hyperventilating on the table and cried out over and over. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And convulsed and stayed with that feeling until it let go. That was almost six years ago. And my neck is better now than I can remember. What I learned later was that in the early 1950s, the primary anesthetic was ether which can have the effect of making the patient feel like they're being asphyxiated. And curiously, I had a recent adolescent client who had a similar trouble, not wanting to eat after choking on food a few months earlier. Palpating her neck, I felt no muscle restriction, but I got this picture of armed guards standing erect on either side of a doorway. Her neck was definitely a DEFCON 4, ready for attack. In both cases, the same thing happened. Whenever or wherever we experience a trauma, we literally leave that part of the body. 
We don't want to think about it or especially feel it. When that happens, the fascia takes over and layers up to literally hold us up. As my therapist did for me, I gently guided her back to feel her neck from the inside and knowing she was safe, feel the fear, let the tears come and start to trust that her body was a safe place to be. And I knew we had made progress when at the end of her session, she turned to her mother and said, Mom, I'm hungry. If there were no word for pain, would you be willing to feel it? I say this because what we name something, it becomes. If we thought of it as gold or a hidden gem, something to seek out, would you search for it rather than run from it? Would you seek a skilled gold prospector to help you find it? When I ask a client what we should work on, I love it when they answer, well, anywhere but here, pointing to some body part. And of course, that's right where we're going, though I may not start there. What they usually find is the place they fear going not only has the answer, but is almost never as bad as they feared. And by the time they get to me, many people have already diagnosed through internet search and are certain they have some sort of fatal malady. That's why you need a guide, someone who's been where you're going and knows the way. It reminds me of my kid's favorite movie from the 1980s, The Goonies. The kid's curiosity and sense of adventure was greater than their fear. That's always the path that leads to gold. So are you ready for the adventure? And if you are, to find the truth that the hurting place is really your healing place, you can contact me through my website, glennellenmfr.com. And as always, my friends, I wish you well on your healing journey.